cripplings, welcome back to Paranormal Umbrella. It is I, your faithful and wonderful host, Sooth, with my wonderful spoopy co-host, Mebula. Hello. Welcome back. Welcome back. How are you doing? Back. I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm kind of excited about this topic. Uh, me too, because it's just so stereotypically spooky, but so spooky. So spoopy. It's the spoopy. All of the spoops. <laughs> We're bringing you haunted toys. Mostly it's just haunted dolls. Yeah. There's haunted objects out there, and we do plan on bringing you an entire episode dedicated to the history of seances and Ouija boards. But tonight we are bringing you the creepy mannequin dolls, the uncanny valley so it's so appropriate that for this episode and actually probably the next one too i am all cozy with a ouija board blanket yeah that's a that sounds like you no it does it it totally does it does (laughs) ouija board blanket one tattooed all the way across my chest totally does it totally does it totally does and i'm gonna keep that thought to myself I'm not going to say what my brain wanted to say. Anyway, so (laughs) uh, if dolls are not your thing, this is probably an episode you should skip. Like skip entirely, not like like five minutes in the future. I mean, skip this whole thing entirely if dolls are not your shtick. Let it go. Come back for the next episode because this episode is not for you. It's creepy and uh, it'll, it will trigger the Uncanny Valley for you. If you don't know what the Uncanny Valley is, it's basically um, when things, uh, objects, dolls, mannequins, what have you, look entirely too realistic, too human. And it gives you, it, it kind of triggers your fight or flight instincts and it makes you question reality it's just not a good thing so um if this episode's not for you go ahead and skip it because this this would be the time right now okay you're welcome bye um <laughs> we so, love you love you bye um moving on so of course we have the one that everybody knows and loves annabelle we know about that one because of the wonderful conjuring universe I love those movies, by the way, and I cannot wait for The Nun 2 to come out. Oh, I am, like, dying inside for that to come out because The Nun was, hands down, my favorite of the Conjuring universe just because it's so, it's well-written and it's It's spooky and it's it's just so good and I can't wait for the second one. It was really good. I can't wait for the second one either. It's going to be so good. I mean, I, I hope it is. I'm crossing my fingers that it's going to be just as good, if not better, than the first one. So Yeah, the only one of the Conjuring universe that I was not a big fan of was The Devil Made Me Do It or something. Well, that one was the closest to one of their investigations that they did. Like, it was as... Maybe that's why I didn't like it, because I yeah. find Ed and Lorraine Warren to be BS. So I know you don't like Ed and Lorraine Warren. <laughs> I know they weren't your cup of tequila, but you know, um, it was a, it was an actual case that that took place in the court system and everything. It was crazy. He ended up having to spend some time in in, in a mental institution. Understandable. Well, yeah, I mean, given that what he went through, that uh-huh. was crazy. So, okay, so you know Annabelle. A little brief history on Annabelle because if you don't know Annabelle. Here you go, because you might live under a rock. Yeah, it's been it's been talked about enough, but here you go. Is it the real Annabelle is a Raggedy Ann doll that, while much less sinister in appearance, made quite a name for itself in the 1970s. Yeah, she's now, not some creepy porcelain doll with some yeah. odd smile and strange looking eyes and that. Yeah, it's death just a blush. Yeah, it's just <laughs> a really big raggedy ann doll and i had an, a raggedy ann doll so it I was a smaller too. version but i had one I, I and then i had another doll that was a blonde doll that my grandmother my great-grandmother had made me and i named her frida so anyway so you got uh, annabelle she was given to a nursing student named donna by her mother and donna and her roommate angie would often return home to discover that the doll had changed positions and or moved rooms and they would find handwritten notes 
scrawled onto parchment paper asking for help. Now, there's a whole book written about it by Ed and Lorraine Warren, and uh, it indicated that the behavior went on for nearly a year before Ed and Lorraine became involved and ultimately took Annabelle into their care in late 2020. Rumors began to circulate that Annabelle had escaped the Warren's Cult Museum and a panic ensued. So, well, 2020 was the year of all the absolute just. Blech. So, of course, they had to stir the pot and just throw yeah. the Annabellas in there. I mean, you might as well. I remember when it was all over TikTok. Annabelle escaped. Ah. Like, hey, this crazy bitch got out. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. But we found more interesting dolls to talk to you about, much lesser known dolls that uh, that I found interesting. And, um, of course, we have come to the consensus that our favorite one is Robert the doll. Uh, I know. He just seems like... You kind of want to hug him, but at the same time, you're terrified of him. Yeah. He's he's creepy. He's creepy. Why don't you tell us about Robert the doll Robert, how he came about? Robert was a gift for uh, the in, from the Otto family to their youngest son, uh, Robert Eugene. And the boy and the doll became absolutely inseparable. And the child was often blaming his misdeeds on the doll. And the family alleged that the toy often seemed to change positions all by himself. And uh, they, the one of the creepiest claims was that when their son was alone in his room, they would hear him conversing with the doll, and the doll would answer him with a completely different voice. Like a little kid voice? Uh, a little kid vo- Maybe man voice. Yeah, everything I'm seeing says man voice. A big old man voice coming out of that little boy doll. Little itty bitty teeny doll. Yeah. No, that is creepy. That's creepy. I don't mind dolls so much. I, I don't have a fear of dolls or mannequins, but I can see why some people do. They can be really creepy. Well, after Eugene died in 1974, Robert was given to the East Martello Museum. And visitors who have taken his picture without permission claim to have experienced terrible misfortune as a result of their transgression. And Robert is also surrounded by letters of apology and admiration at this museum. Wow. So he's he a cute likes sailor, right? He is a cute little sailor and he's got his own like little stuffed animal that sits in his lap. Yeah. It looks like he's got a dog. Yeah. A little puppy dog. A little puppy dog in his lap. And um, I watched an episode. I think it was Ghost Hunters who did an episode and Ghost Adventures that did an episode about Robert that Robert was in. And they had some um, security video footage because they have, you know, the cameras and stuff in the museum of um, Robert, like, moving in his little... They ended up putting him in, like, this little cell, his own little glass box, because uh-huh. he was escaping. <laughs> well, I can understand why. He probably didn't want to be in that little tiny space. Right. Stuck there. But, yeah, he would uh, he would escape. Friend. Yeah. He, well, I mean, he lost Robert. Yeah. His friend, his or Eugene, I'm sorry. He, he lost Eugene, and they've been separated for quite some time. So, I mean, I could see why he would be lonely, but I could also see why he'd be a little testy about being famous, you know? Like, that's, yeah. I, I feel like that's not his purpose. Yeah, there are just some people that don't want that. Yeah, I could Before see Before or after death. Right? I could see him getting, getting a little pissy about it. I get pissy about it. I don't want people to take my picture or walk up to me while I'm trying to eat. For sleep. real, though, my business is my business. Right? I mean, there's a time and place for everything in this, ain't it? Robert said, or you, Robert said this, ain't it? I'm, I'm getting Robert and Eugene confused. I don't know why. It's just, that's what's <laughs> happening with my brain pan right now. But I can see why he gets a little pissy about it. Just don't. It's not my time. I'm going to pose for you anyways. Which he was doing, by the way, for the, the security cameras. He'd pose for the security cameras. If he didn't like the way that they adjusted him, because, you know, he gets cleaning. He gets dusted off, you know, and all that stuff. But he would change his poses. What a so cheeky he's like, little guy. He's, he's a cheeky little guy. And he is like almost the most harmless one on the list right now, I would say. I would say Definitely he's Definitely like least creepy. The least creepy. And the, the least, least creepy, creepy looking. Yeah. Speaking of uh, super creepy, we've got Lily coming in for you at number two. 
uh, creepy dolls. Lily is a uh, whoo. Lily's quite the the looker here. She is a porcelain doll um, with a plain white face and black eyes. Black eyes wearing and the, then the, the yeah good yeah it's the, the best part the Don't stereotypical long white nightgown. Mm-hmm. But the scary part about this doll is that her hair is real human hair. Real human. Real human hair. Yeah. Lily was made during the 1800s in Germany. And uh, yeah, right. And it's made with real human hair. And according to the museum's Facebook post, because he's, she now resides with uh, Zach Bagans of Ghost Adventures and his haunted museum. Um, she was discovered by an antiques dealer who took her home, but, and this is in parentheses, began having reoccurring nightmares about a little girl who had a very bad accident. So. Horrifying. Horrifying. No, thank you. So that, of course, led to her being put up to sale, for sale in, in an antique shop. Um, It goes on to say, in one occasion, a customer's little girl spoke to the doll for three hours, interacting with her like she was just another child. Just another little girl, just chilling. What's up, Lily? How you doing? How you doing? What's up? How your mama now? (laughs) (laughs) How you nasty, happy grandpappy? How am I doing? (laughs) And uh, she informed the proprietor that Lily was a little girl that had been subjected to extreme violence. Poor Lily. Poor Lily. So basically there is a unfortunate little child spirit trapped in this doll um, who can't seem to find the light. Carol Ann, find the light, Carol Ann. She didn't find it. Sprint into it. it. Be gone. Be gone. Tiny Satan, <laughs> be honest with you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so um, when first encountering the doll, Baggins reported that he felt an immense energy radiating from the figurine. Well, Zach. duh. Zach. Hi, Zach. It was also probably hyped up before you got there, my guy. So. Hi, Zach. Look, I love watching Ghost Adventures, okay? I love watching Ghost Adventures. I just fast forward through the parts with him in it. Uh, I Look, it is entertainment. It's free entertainment at this point for me because the the extreme reactions. Like, I would love to go ghost hunting with them. The extreme so history is pretty funny. I just want to stand back holding my big flashlight with a big, like, crap eating grin on my face while I watch them run around like chickens with their freaking heads cut off, you know? <laughs> just I just wanna I just wanna be the spotlight holder, okay? So I can just, just one time. Just one time. Just one good time. I just wanna be there one time. <laughs> just the once. I want to witness this first hand. Zach. I can only imagine how bad it is before like all the editing. <laughs> oh girl. Oh my god. I want to witness this firsthand. Like I need to see this. This is uh, this is going to go in the bucket list. It's going to happen. I'm going to make this. I'm manifesting it right now. Manifesting. Right? I'm manifesting Zach Bagans right now. I thought you loved me. <laughs> Do you think he'll let me wear his tiny fedora? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Maybe if you ask him nicely. <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like he wouldn't let me wear it. You know, it would like mess up his vibe that he's got going on. I just want to try it on just one time. Just, just one time. Just once, Zach. One time. Tiny fedora. Is it, can I try on your hat and hold the <laughs> flashlight on your show? <laughs> just for just just give me five minutes. Just. just just five minutes because I want to be there when you start. It's the it's the parts where they start asking the questions, where they start going, is anybody here? Does anybody have anything to say? Is there somebody with us? Just so that I could watch like one of the objects in the way, way, way back in the dark fall over and then just like start running and screaming. 
you know, losing their whole losing minds. their minds, going, calm down, calm down. I need you to calm down. I just want to see that. Just those first five minutes and then I'm good. I'll, <laughs> I'll leave. I'll return the hat. You know, I'll get a dry clean for you. Just give me five minutes. Five minutes of your time. <laughs> so. It's <laughs> just, I'm just picturing it in my head. Oh, you broke yourself. I did. It's freaking hilarious. Okay, so moving on. Tell Girl, tell us about Okiku. Okiku is a Japanese doll. Um, she was purchased by a young man sometime around 1918 as a gift for his little sister. Um, about a year after the he got the doll, the little girl passed away from a severe case of the flu. And after her passing, her family created a shrine in her memory and they placed the doll on display. And sometime later, they noticed that the doll's hair, which was originally cut into a very short bob, had grown past its shoulders. So the, it's, it wasn't one that you could like, you know, there was some back in the 80s where you could pull their pigtails and the pigtails would grow. No, this was about 60 something years before that. Dang. So it's just, where is it finding its protein from though? Like, is it just getting protein by osmosis? Who knows? <laughs> Spirits are powerful, man. Osmosis spirit. <laughs> Give me free protein to grow my hair, please. I need some keratin, please. please. Thank you. Um, I, I, I want the knife. Please. Have you seen Golden Child with Eddie Murphy? Not in many, many years. <laughs> That's what it made me think of when he's meeting them at the shrine asking for the knife. And he has to spin <laughs> that spin that thing to talk to him. So he spins it, but then he decides he's going to remix it. I, I, I want the knife. Please. Um, I feel like that's this doll getting the protein <laughs> and the keratin by osmosis. Well, osmosis she's spirit. she's going to need a knife because she still, to this day, needs haircuts. So they have to cut her hair because it's still growing? Yes, her hair is still growing. Uh, her family moved in 1938, but they gave the doll to uh i am uh, i apologize if i butcher the pronunciation of this but the menenji temple in hokkaido and there are caretakers who maintain her and her ever-growing hair so they she's got priests on standby is what you're saying to give her a bob every so day you know yeah every every now and then yeah yeah her hair is maintained what do they do with the rest of her hair, though? Like, do they burn it? You think they burn it? I'd burn it. Mm-mm-mm. See, I don't know if I would because it's not safe to burn some things. Oh, yeah, that's true. I don't know, but see, I feel like cleansing it with fire. You know what I mean? That seems like one of those things you'd cleanse with water, though. Yeah, I mean, it could. It could. I don't know, because my first instincts is, you know, I'm going to wave a, a torch in front of it. Understandable. Kill it. <laughs> kill it with fire. Likewise. <laughs> it should not be alive. You are Why? definitely not wrong in that one. Or alone. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, an, there's another porcelain doll on this list. Okay. And her name is Ruby. And Ruby has a penchant for moving around from place to place all on her own. She likes to do her own thing because she's an independent porcelain doll girl. Okay. Um, She does not have hair that grows out of her, her scalp. Um, She's just got like that plastic hair on it. It's like, it looks like it's molded into the porcelain. Yeah. That's what it looks like. It's like molded into like airbrushed. Yeah. She does have, she does have those moving eyelids though. Yeah, and then, like, the bottom eyelashes that are painted on and, like, the little tiny line for an eyebrow. Yeah, yeah. And I'd like to know why, when it, during this time period, porcelain dolls that were made to represent babies a lot of the times had whore red lips. You know, I, I, think it it. Has, I think it has to go with how when newborns, you know, when they're, like, when they first come out, 
you got the newborns when they first come out and they're like white, white like translucent white you know at least white babies they come out like translucent white do but you their know lips how are, many like, bright new, red. like brand new babies i have ever seen zero exactly (laughs) (laughs) well see now i'm bestowing knowledge on you now you know it'll come out like that and it'll stay like that for a couple of weeks until you know they start to get you know their coloring and i've noticed they've stayed a little darker but it's not like that it's red yeah it's not red it's not the lipstick it's not the lipstick red that's for sure But yeah, she's currently residing with the Traveling Museum of the Paranormal and the Occult. Want to go? Oh, that could be fun. Need to know where this is. Must happen immediately. Um, And they say that she comes from mysterious origins. Okay, her previous owner said... Imagine that, a porcelain doll, a creepy porcelain doll with mysterious origins. Nobody can track her. She ain't got a number. She ain't got one of those warehouse numbers on her little booty. She ain't a fancy doll. She's not. She's not. But uh, they said that she originally belonged to a little girl in uh, in the family. So this is kind of like a family heirloom who died while holding the toy. Oh, Yeah. So following that tragedy, she was passed down through generations until coming to her current residence at the museum. And the museum reports that visitors often experience an overwhelming feeling of sorrow radiating from Ruby. I can imagine with the passing of a child being attached to the doll. Yeah. I see that one's just sad. That's just sad. It's not creepy. It's just sad. For me, anyway. A bunch of sorrow like that being attached to a doll is just extremely Mm. sad. Yeah. I I gotta move on from this one because it's making me me misty. It's making me think about things I don't want to think about. So let's go on to... Now this one... This one's just... The face is just creepy. It's just creepy, period. Like, just looking at it's creepy. The shape, whoever sculpted this, was going for a very cartoonish look, but it's just, it didn't hit the mark, if you know what I'm saying. Letta. That nose. It's it's the stereotypical witch nose, you know, the big, the, the big honk nose, you know, but uh, it's the, it, it has a mean look on its face, right? I'm not. It, it looks sinister. It does the, look sinister. Like downturned eyebrows and the wrinkle in the middle and the just creepy smile and I. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. I don't like this doll. I don't like it either. Just like it's just not a doll that I would prefer to have. Is all I'm saying. But what makes this funny for me is her why her why she's named Letta. It's short. <laughs> <laughs> let me out let me out it's short for let me out is she old she is old letta is an old lady she she's a 200 year old old lady Oof. with real human hair what is Again. it with these creepy dolls with I human hair know. i don't know why Stop putting human hair on dolls. Stop it. I feel like that's like insta-curse. You know? It if is. You, if it you want to curse somebody. If you want to curse somebody or really just freak them out, get some of their hair. Put it in a doll. Put it I feel doll. like that's like tying somebody to the doll. So it's like setting it up to be cursed and to be like haunted anyway. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, there's no getting out of that. It's got a full head of your hair. You're done. You're done. Just, you know, you don't even get to pack your bags. You're just going to be here until a doll just, you know, somebody decides to get rid of it. Destroys it somehow. But, uh. No. Yeah. They discovered. (laughs) It gets even worse. It gets even worse, y'all. They discovered Miss Letta. 200-year-old Miss Letta. Beneath a house in Wagga Wagga, Australia. I'll let you laugh a little bit because that's is Wagga Wagga. Oh, it's Wagga Wagga, Australia, y'all. 
Australia is top notch with their town names. Funny town names. (laughs) Funny town names and bugs of unusual size. And everything there is trying to kill you. It's all, even the kangaroos are aggressive, man. They're mad about something. Everything there is aggressive, just so. I just it's feel all like to kill you, right? I just feel like Australia is where all the mad people go, all the mad everything goes: mad spiders, mad snakes, mad kangaroos, emus. You know they had a war with emus and they lost. I think it was emus. Well, I can imagine emus are not very. It was nice. emus or ostriches? I think it's emus. Ostriches aren't very nice either. They lost. Yeah, not surprised. The emus won. That is the most Australian thing. That is the most Australian. Look, if you're from Australia and you're an Australian, you are badass. In your own right, just Australian. You're already badass. You know, I think, well, you see, I made a mistake in saying that all of the mad people, all of the mad and aggressive things are in Australia because, uh, what's his face? Girl, you live in the South. I do. You got your share of your own. I do. But we're not talking about me, okay? We're talking about Wagga Wagga and let me out, okay? Australia. <laughs> Australia. Uh, Steve Irwin and his family. Oh, I think he's so the, precious. They're the, the exception. I mean, Australia, if you, if you never do anything ever right ever again, it will make up for it for, for a millennia for the Irwin family. <laughs> I mean, right there. Done. Done. Now I, f- I feel like that's I feel like that's why Australia is mad because he's not here anymore. I can understand. I'm mad that he's not here anymore either because ex- he was precious. He was he yeah. was a treasure to the world. To the world. To the world. The whole world. I feel Everybody like loved that man. I feel like that's why it explains why humans and animal and insect alike are all mad. Exactly. There's no more Steve Irwin to be like, oh. That man was a light in this world. He really was. But his family's carrying it on. They're all freaking amazing. That's why I said the Irwin family just makes up for everything else. Makes up for everything else. Okay, so so here we go. Carrie Walton owns Let Me Out from Wagga Wagga. And Walton told the Warwick (laughs) Daily News, I have to remind you where this is coming from have to do it no have to do it it's kind of fun (laughs) to say as well okay so he told the daily news (laughs) i reckon he walks in the nighttime we came in here as a new house and i've never heard so many strange things in my life he's found scuff marks on the floor of his home as well as objects mysteriously shifted walton has brought letta little me up with him to multiple television interviews. And uh, he has even started an Instagram page dedicated to Let Me Out. No. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So look here. If y'all want to, you can go to Instagram and you can see this doll for yourself. And I'm telling you right now, the doll itself, the, the whole, it's everything is just not right. It it's definitely it's not. No, it's definitely triggering the Uncanny Valley for me. Like real bad i don't like it <laughs> i don't uh, like it i don't like it it's uh it's, i don't like it i don't like it at all at oh, all no. it's just uh it's oh, not no. it's like this is not working out for no me. it's not pleasant. sorry no so we're gonna move on from miss uh let me out at the wagga wagga and uh we're gonna move on to pulau ubin the haunted doll from northeast Singapore. Singapore. I don't know. Uh, Okay. I'm sorry. My brain just was just, it just went into, for some reason, Singapore just triggered something in my brain. And my brain was just like, it, it, it went blank. Done. Done. I'm done. It's over. (laughs) Sorry. I'm ending the pot. I have to go. I have to go. I'm sorry. I have to go. My brain doesn't want to work anymore. <laughs> it just shut off. It said Singapore, done. Limes. Limes and spicy stuff, Singapore. That's where my brain went. 
Oh my goodness. Okay. So look, so the story starts off in 1914 during World War One. Now, supposedly the British arrested a German couple in Singapore they thought were spies. Okay. And the couple's daughter ran off and managed to get away only to plunge off a steep cliff in Pulau Ubin and fall to her doom with the dog. More merciful of a death than what the Germans. Well. Or what, the, what they would have done to her. Well, yeah, yeah. But, um. It wasn't proven that they, that the couple was were spies. It was, not. It was never. It was, it was not. not proven. So this little girl met her demise for absolutely no reason. Okay. Yeah. So um, the natives of Pulau Ubin. I I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, they constructed a reliquary in her memory with a porcelain altar. And they placed a Barbie doll that reportedly contains the crucifix of the daughter that passed away. Oh. Yeah. That's a lot. There is a lot to unpack there. Yeah. That is a lot. I mean, how sweet of them to do so for her and to represent her in that way. That's um, that's I think that's very loving for them to do that, especially with it not being their own child. You know what I mean? I just feel like it's a loving dedication to this to this poor little baby. But then it gets worse because they say that the doll holds the child's spirit and soul. So it's two it's two different things. <clears throat> How did they get a Barbie forty years before Barbie was? thing i think they i think what they mean is that they replace it replace the doll does that make sense like now it's a barbie doll i feel like they had to they have to i mean it was 1914 so i'm sure that they have to keep and it's an altar outside you know so definitely have to maintain it yeah so I, i feel like they just you know take the crucifix out and put it and another doll, and another doll, and another doll, as they like deteriorate in the in the the weather, or get damaged, anything of that nature, you know. So that's what I'm thinking. But the effigy that they created for this baby, um, they claim is haunted, and that over time it has become more of like a local deity. It's like. <laughs> Now, now this this child is now a god in this this village, and they say that that's one way to say my bad. We're sorry, right? That's one way of going. I mean, whoops. Yeah. So they say that the doll is benevolent in nature and helps out the community and guards them against ill fortune. And every year they hold a festival and bring offerings to the doll in the name of the doll that's crazy that is crazy that is nuts i mean yeah that's cool it's cool but that's nuts i want to this is something else that's gonna have to go on the bucket list i want to go see the doll i want to see the barbie doll festival let's go see some creepy dolls yeah yeah Speaking of more creepy dolls, up next we have Mandy. Do you want to tell us about Mandy from British Columbia? Uh, Her origin is also a mystery. That's spooky. But the doll was either made in England or Germany between 1910 and 1920. She's an enamelware baby doll, and she was given to the Kesnell Museum in British Columbia in 1991. She is also said to have otherworldly abilities. Like what? Well, she, it, she, her eyes follow guests as they walk around. She's not too high energy, but she's definitely letting people know that she's there. So she's just one of those, like, yeah, I'm here. I'm just going to people watch for a little while. Yeah, she's a people watching, chill. Chill kind of doll. Chill little girl. 
She hangs out in a container with a toy lamb on her lap, and she just stares back at everybody. Every, but every now and again, she'll also set her lamb outside of the case to mess with people. <laughs> so she's just like so she has lamb. a little bit of a mischievous side. <laughs> she sounds like she's just kind of fun. She does. She's she sounds like a, a fun little girl. She's just a little fun little girl, just chilling, just doing her thing, hanging out. She got her little fifteen minutes of fame when she appeared on the Montel Williams show with the curator and the huh. uh, donor of the doll. Okay. I don't know. She sounds she sounds pretty pleasant to me. Like something that I wouldn't mind having to like occupy space with. Yeah, if she's just moving her lamb places to mess with people and like staring at you. I think yeah. if I had to have a haunted doll, that it would probably be something like Mandy. Not yeah. one that's gonna try to like eat you. Take over and eat me. Take over your I want your soul. Exactly. <laughs> Give me all of the offerings of candy and your soul. I mean, <laughs> I'll share some of the candy. Right? Here's your little offering. Give her like the grandma candy. You know, like the the little strawberries, the little strawberry candy, the purse candy. Exactly. I got a couple of those some somewhere. Those. They're somewhere. They're somewhere around here. Now, here's like the main story here we have for you guys because this one is super creepy and i have seen so many episodes ghost hunters ghost adventures it had its own little episode on a spoopy like series that they did on the travelers channel um discovery channel had it as well and it's uh it's pretty um notorious it is the island of the dolls the island of the dolls and it's it's in Mexico, okay. And no, is... I'm not gonna try to pronounce that the name of that borough because I will completely destroy it. Yeah, but Mexico, Mexico y'all, City, y'all have some creepy and terrifying things happening around there. I mean, we've got our own creepy and terrifying things, but y'all, y'all go above and beyond. When it comes to creepy territory, you're right up there. For me, you're right up there with Japan. Because Japan's horror is freaking amazing. It is top notch. It really is. Top notch. Now, am I still trying to figure out the thing with the hair? Like the the long hair and the long hair in the face in Japanese like culture with and associating it with like horror and stuff. I'm still trying to figure that out. So if any of you know, please email us. Paranaturalcryptids at gmail.com and let me know. Yes, I would is. like to hear some insight on that. That would be great. I'm not understanding it. I'm not understanding it at all. I it's know I in, could just Google it, but it's a lot more fun to ask people. It is. It's a lot more fun because I'm sure it changes by region. And I'm sure that some regions don't even associate long hair, like covering the face and stuff uh, with with horror and folklore but if you do and if you know why please email us and tell us why because i have been wanting to know forever years years i want to know so speaking of mexico there is uh the island of the dolls and i've i feel like i could try to say this pronunciation go for it um i'm gonna try i'm not gonna try because i tried it in my head and i already stuttered (laughs) And if my in, inner voice, my inside voice is stuttering, I know it's going to be bad with my my outside voice. So I apologize to our, our wonderful um, Mexican listeners. Um, but it's from Don Julian's opus. And it's the story of the island of the dolls. And apparently it is like intertwined with this story of Don Julian Santana Barrera. I got it. I got did it. it. I did it. Holy crap. <laughs> I really thought I wasn't going to make it, but I made it. So he was. Yes, a, girl. I did it. And I can't do the burrow, girl. I cannot. I can't oh, pronounce nope. it. Nope. Um, nope. I'm sorry. It's a borough of Mexico City um, where Don. Uh, Julian uh, resided. Um, Do you want to tell them the opus? 
I'm 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 kind of interested as to why they call it an opus. Me too. Um, he left his wife and his family sometime in the mid 20th century to get himself an island over off uh, Tishulil Lake. And his reasons for doing so are hazy, but they became pretty clear. Um, Santana Barrera was not necessarily a very sane. Oh. Yeah. Not long after he left, he made a discovery on the shores of his island. It was the body of a young girl drowned in the lake. And a doll came floating down the canal shortly afterward, changing the course of of Santana Barrera's life in the shape of the island completely. Yeah. Because that's what it became. Creepy. I can see that. It literally, he, thousands of dolls. Thousands of dolls. But he took the original doll and hung it from a tree in order to appease the spirit of the deceased girl. Hmm. I feel like it just kind of kept the girl on the island. It got worse. It gets worse? It gets worse. In the eyes of this man who now considered himself the caretaker on the island, Uh uh, one doll was not enough. So for the next 50 years, he would scrounge dolls from the trash and from the canals and hang them from the trees on the island. Some of them he would hang whole and other ones have missing limbs or heads or torsos or just completely taken apart. Just hanging all over the place. All over the place. Oh, he even put up the limbs. Yes, the limbs. Oh, oh my. Dolls that weren't exactly whole, that were missing a head or a leg or an arm or even their whole torso. But there's just doll heads everywhere. So he was a little who. Mm-hmm. He was uh, chasing butterflies out in the field. There's absolutely no way that uh, the lights were on. It didn't. The elevator didn't go to the top floor. The elevator did not go all the way up to the top. The lights <sighs> were not on. The wheel was spinning, but the hamster wasn't moving. Didn't have all of his crayons in the box. Nope. Dang. That's cray cray. I don't think there were any crayons, but you could definitely tell there was <laughs> a lot of screws loose. <laughs> he, he didn't have the luxury of crayons. There was no luxury of crayons. Didn't even get marked. He probably hung those from the trees, too. Probably. I mean, just looking at it, that's what it looks like to me. It's Now, they said that this whole thing, with his, you know, kind of being a little ooh-ooh out in the ooh-ooh field, that it created doubts surrounding the legend of how this all came to be. And that they have a they have an unanswered question the, the the reality of the little girl who died. Now it says that many people, including Don Julian's own family, didn't believe that he ever found a girl in the water. They they're not sure if he made it up or if it actually happened because there was no there was nothing supporting it. There was no body. There was no body. It was never reported. So, I, see, see that. I mean, that goes with the whole thing about him keeping the little girl on the island with the doll. Uh, there's the one shop owner who is rumored to have the mannequin that is his dead daughter. So you never know. Oh yeah, with the wedding, wearing the wedding dress in the window. Yeah, yeah that's creepy too. That's also in Mexico City. It is in Mexico City. Squeeze me. Hi. Hello. I'm just wondering why. What's up with that? What's going on with that? (laughs) Um, If you could let me know why there, what's this fascination with dolls and mannequins in Mexico City, I'd like to please and thank you. Yes, please. Let me know. (laughs) You could get back to us. (laughs) Yeah. That would be appreciated. Yeah, or hit the solo link that is provided and um, <laughs> and come to the Discord and tell us because I am fascinated. I need to know. I have – I don't need sleep. I need answers, okay? <laughs> I need to know. I have to know why. The why. I need to know why because I've also seen some pretty, like, creepy and crazy videos from Mexico Um there was a family, it's on YouTube, and one of my favorite spooky YouTubers is Nukes Top 5. 
and he has covered this family um, several times on his channel. Um, they live, they own a store and they live above the store. And um, there's like something with a, a pinatas, dude, like creepy possessed pinatas. I'm not, I don't understand. <laughs> like, I know it's, it's meant for candy, you know, <laughs> for us, it's meant for candy. So why are, why are there creepy like spirits like delving into into the pinatas as well? What's with that? What's mm -hmm. I need to figure out more about pinatas as well. Like what's the originality? <laughs> where where did pinatas come from? Why? Who thought of it? What was it what was its original intended purpose? Cuz I don't believe that it was like maybe it was an effigy. Maybe that's why they're like attached to colorful pinatas. I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know either. My brain just went off on that tangent and it's just produced more questions than answers. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I've done messed us both up. <laughs> I have no that fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I have no excuse. You broke me with the pinatas. I broke you with the pinatas. I broke it too. That's why I need somebody to explain the pinatas to me. Why? <laughs> why? I I feel like there's it may have like a connection to like the festival of the dead. But when I looked up the festival of the dead when I did the podcast on um, uh, Merte and the 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 death cult. Yeah. They didn't bring up much on pinatas either. Like, I I want to hear from Mexico. What's up with the pinatas and the ghosties with the pinatas? So, honestly, it, thank you for the pinatas because pinatas are cool as hell. And, and the Day of the Dead. It's gorgeous. It is gorgeous. It is beautiful. It is such a beautiful practice. Beautiful practice. Like, the costuming... And the elaborate, like, did you, there are some In dancers. Yeah. Like with their, their, um, their skirts. It's just, it's incredible. The whole thing is incredible. It's so pretty. Every time I see pictures every year that are released from the Day of the Dead celebrations, they just get even more and more beautiful. Like, it's insane. Props to y'all because it's, it's gorgeous. But I need to know about the pinatas. Gosh darn it. That's going <laughs> to drive me nuts. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna drive me crazy okay so i'm sorry i i completely went off into left field with this tangent um but so they they hung the dolls from the tree and then he's he's been there on this island he was in, on that island for like 50 years basically paying homage to this little girl that may or may not have drowned in the canal because he's a little woo-woo so sorry mr Julio, Julian, Santana, sir, that you're off in, in Hoo Hoo land. But you created a, a creepy masterpiece that we all appreciate very much. What's super creepy about this, like, yes, the dolls are extremely creepy, mm -hmm. but how he died or how the man himself passed and where his body was is the extremely creepy part for me. I didn't see that. Please explain, elaborate further. Uh, he was found in 2001, drowned in the canal in the exact place he'd always said he'd seen the little girl. No. Yeah. After he died, a bunch of tourists began flocking to the island. And they have been bringing dolls of their own to hang in the trees. That's creepy. Yeah. There are many fairies that stop there, um, making it kind of a macabre must-see on any tour of uh, the ancient Aztec canals. And you'll find the island of the dolls, where you can go and hang one up yourself. You're actually encouraged to do so. Really? Yeah. Okay. Bucket list thing number 4002 that I have to do. The dolls. I have to go to the Island of the Dolls. I know my husband's not going to go with me. I'll go. You're going to have to come with me. You You're already know have I'll to. go. <laughs> because... I'm for all the spoopy things. Let's go. Right. Let's go. 
Let's I go look do like a sprint. walking spoopy thing. Let's go. You are a spoopy thing. I am. I love it. You are naturally spoopy thing. I absolutely love it. I love it. I love it for you. It is pretty fun. I kind of want to be a spoopy thing. But I, I think I'm too bright and shiny to be a spoopy thing. You're whimsy goth. You can do the whimsy goth thing. <laughs> Could you imagine me haunting someone in my neon pink? Hello! Sir! Fairy, <laughs> Fairy godmother, no! I'm here to terrorize you. <laughs> do my little like... And make sure you eat your kimchi. <laughs> Mate, you better eat your kimchi. How are you just eating chicken nuggets all the time? Negative. And I'm Listen, throwing Linda. chicken nuggets across the room. <laughs> Running around in my little pink tutu. Woo! Sprinkling glitter all over the place. No, are we Shave talking chicken nuggets or somebody's ankles? Are we cannibalists? <laughs> Which one are we doing today? How are we feeling? This is what I'm feeling today. <laughs> oh, my God. I would literally drive somebody crazy. Like, I would drive them mad. Probably. I feel like that would happen. That would be a thing. You could totally do it. I have faith in you. I'm so glad you have faith in me. All of the faith, girl. All the faith. You got this. Thank you. (laughs) And on that note, thank you, everybody, for joining us tonight for the spoopy haunted toys. And, well, it was more like haunted dolls and the island of the dolls, the misfit toys. Um, Don't forget the salt. Grab your wubby, check under the bed for the boogeyman, turn on your nightlight because you don't want those wooly boogers coming for your eyebrows. Wooly boogers! Wooly boogers! So, yeah. Hope to see you next week. Enjoy your weekend. Bye-bye. Bye!